Hey everybody, welcome to Half Court and Midrange. We've got a special surprise for you. Raymond Swartnevitz is in the house. Hey y'all. Yeah, we're recording. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> you, you leave for uh, half a year and it comes to this, huh? Sorry, I'm rusty, y'all. I'm rusty. He's just trying to... Um, we have recorded an episode where Ray was on the phone and there's a little bit of latency involved in the phone calls mm. and Ray is just trying to replicate that experience. Yes. To not shock any of our you know, listeners. We want to ease them into real-time responses. Yeah, especially since we've come out with so many episodes this year. <laughs> it would, you know, people have a routine, you know? The episode comes yeah. out, they listen to it, they listen to it the next week, the same episode, they listen to the next <laughs> week. Months go on. It's December, y'all. Uh we last recorded one in some other month. I was going to say August, but I realized that was the uh, bonus episode. So I would guess like 6 weeks ago. Whenever Jimmy Butler got traded, that was our mm. most recent episode. Yeah. Yes, indeed. And that's worked out. How has that worked out so far, eh? It's worked out pretty well. Uh, well, the Sixers, yeah, they've been playing. They played. They played pretty well with Jimmy Butler. Um, I think he's played. He's played well. I think they're. He hasn't scored a, a lot, um, and so I think. But he seems to be all right with that. Um, Joel Embiid notably expressed some frustration with his role, given um, how the team has changed. But that seemed to be a little bit overblown. Um, but that's something to w- watch out for. Um, yeah. Besides that, I think we don't have that many great basketball players. We have about four or five good ones. And our bench is kind of bad besides that. And so sometimes our team looks bad. We lost to a not great team by 30 points or so the other day. What was the not great team? If you say the Nets, I swear. (laughs) I will come after Um, you. You did lose to the Nets. I know that. I want to say it was the Pacers. Um, We definitely lost to the Pacers recently. But... No, the Spurs. Oh, yeah, it was the Spurs. Yeah, the Pacers are higher in the standings than the Spurs, although. True. Granted, that's the East, so what does that really matter? But they're probably, they're also, they've been playing well, and they're probably, I think they're better than the Spurs. Um, so, I'm feeling somewhat optimistic. Well, I feel good about the trade, but I think hopefully the Sixers will be able to get another couple of players that are decent and not um the guys that we have to play now Mm. or those guys become better we all can be better can we like joe harris joe harris is a excellent three-point shooter that is right the nets are on an absolute tear right now yeah they're on a winning streak after being on a really long losing streak those brooklyn hipsters must be pretty unaffected by their recent winning streak pretty unaffected yeah Oh, like that's just what they do. It's like no matter what happens, they're just kind of unaffected by things. Yeah, nobody probably really cares about the Nets. Who do you think that's true? Yeah, you gotta imagine there's people who were fans when they were in New Jersey. You mm-hmm. know, like 
And then they just like kept being fans, even though they yeah. were probably pissed that they moved from New Jersey to Brooklyn. Right. And then there right. were probably some like weirdos in Brooklyn who like liked the Nets anyway before they moved from New Jersey. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then yeah. were like psyched. Yeah, I agree. But they got busy. They got a lot of things to do. Got a lot of roller derby matches. I don't know. Roller derby. What is it? Wait, that's what it's called, right? When they, uh, my cousin does roller derby. Uh, is that that was called? It's when they, they roller skate in around the rink and they like push each other. It's like a race, but it's physical. Is you know it, what I'm talking about? It's like, what, do men usually play this sport or do women usually uh, play this sport? Both. I think. I think it's primarily. I think it's primarily known as a as a women's sport, but both men and women play. Are they separate sports? Is men's roller derby different than women's roller derby? Not that I'm aware of, but I am not an expert on it. Mm. I think there's a New Orleans, there is a New Orleans team. Of men's roller derby? Uh, at least women's, but I, know I suspect yeah. also, I suspect also men's. Oh, okay. Um, I've never been to a roller derby match. I was going to go on uh, one of these Fridays here, but something happened and I didn't go. Do they play every Friday? I don't. It was a special international event. Mm, okay. My friend Ann Nelson invited me. Okay. And something happened where I was already doing something different, sadly, mm. and I couldn't make it. Mm. But it sounded cool. It sounded a little bit expensive too. It was fifteen dollars, but apparently it was like the best, the international best roller derby. Yeah. Yours. Yeah. I wonder. Yeah, that sounds like it could be worth fifteen dollars. Yeah. That's true. Um, so, so the Sixers was that who we were originally talking about, or did we switch to Joe Harris? We kind of yeah, just we switched ran to through, Joe Harris. Yeah, we just ran through the two things really we fast. Ran- there. <laughs> you got what you guys needed. All right, podcast over. Easy editing job. We're at about the six minute mark. You're welcome. Micropods. That could be a thing. Um, I've lined up a lot of sponsors in the time since. We, oh yeah, who do we yeah. got? Well. Supposedly, Will Brasher maybe was interested in being a sponsor. Oh yeah, these um, are all courtesy mentions right now. You don't have. We're not charging you yet. But if we if we ever are going to talk to you again, I mean, talk about you again or talk to you again, then you got to give us some some you know Zambian money or whatever. What yeah. did Will Brasher offer? He offered um, some Malawian money. Um, yeah, he offered. What was the name? Uh, I don't know the currency of Malawi. Let me look at my. But it has the same name as the currency of Zambia. That's what I know. And mm. the Zambian currency is more valuable. Mm. Um, but Mammoth Espresso has also offered to sponsor us. But we have to be a little more avant-garde with our um, podcasting uh, choices, I think. Okay. Like he wants. You mean our, with our topics? He wants some, like, you know, actual research, like, man-on-the-street interviews. Like, okay. hey, I'm at a basketball court. How many free throws out of 10 do you think you're going to make? Okay. And then you just go up to that person and you're like, hey, how many out of 10 do you think you're about to make? And they say like seven. And then they obviously don't make seven free throws out of 10 because people are bad at free throw shooting. Yeah. Now, so yeah, this is um, our friend Craig was interested in us exploring the advanced statistics of pickup basketball. Um, And. This led me to doing some internet research, 
which yielded very little in the way of this existing. Um, yeah, what was the issue here? You searched for pickup, advanced pickup. I, I so the, the words I typed were advanced statistics in pick up, and then the first suggested search uh, was advanced statistics in pickup lines. Mm. Um, or advanced no, it was just advanced statistics pickup lines. Mm. Um, and a lot of them. So I clicked on that link. Yeah. Um. I think both you and I thought that that might be someone had done a statistical analysis on the effectiveness of pickup lines, which would have been exciting, but that's not what it was. It was just pickup lines that a statistician might say. Um, would it really be what they would say? Because I can imagine statisticians like probably know that it's better just to use normal pickup lines. If using a pickup line is a good idea in general, which probably not. Probably I don't know. not. Probably not. Um, I don't really know how these things work. Yeah, I don't either. I, I've just kind of imagined like what I've certainly, you know, I've certainly said embarrassing things in my life, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but I still have a hard time like going, up, we all? going up to someone uh, that I didn't know that I was trying to court in some way and um, saying a cheesy pickup line, which mm. is hard for me to imagine myself doing that. Trying to court? Yeah. I Yeah. As you might imagine, I have particular, like, you know, s- strange feelings about that terminology. <laughs> Just court trying to court. Uh, but I did. That's so, a podcast. Man, we're going to totally lose the mammoth sponsorship if I <laughs> talk about this. But at Hay Cafe, I went to Hay Cafe and they have, like, um, I actually really like this. They have the little, like, card that, um, uh, you know, you get, like, 10 punches and you get yeah. a free coffee everybody knows about that right right yeah you have okay. yeah you still drink coffee um i for the most part i'm not drinking caffeinated coffee at the moment mm. do you still get a punch card if you get decaf coffee P- probably but they just they just give you a bad look you know mm. do like, they have why? like a separate card for the decaf punch card <laughs> um i'm trying to find where is my card uh, that's not good. I think I've lost my punch card for Hey Cafe, mm. but while you're looking for it, do you want me to say the advanced statistics pickup line? Yes, that I found? please. Um, you'd better not cross validate because you sure are overfit. I'm yeah. I I feel that was the only one that didn't have to do with um posterior. Um, I don't know. Maybe the post. I feel less aroused after hearing that. <laughs> that's okay that's yeah um well great Um, yeah maybe that was what you were going for i can't find this card (laughs) uh it had some really nice words on it uh about my name which was is Cortland, and it said Cortland, let's court but each uh so the barista there writes you like a nice like message on your punch card after you get it was she um was she or he hitting on you no she wasn't like specifically hitting on me she was being like fun flirty but it was like in a way that she like writes these she writes it for like every person and it's just kind of like a really nice like affirming thing you know okay okay and it was like Cortland, let's court but court was c-o-u-r-t but with periods in Mm -hmm. between Mm -hmm. uh 
So, so it stood for something. As if it stood for something, but it didn't really. I don't know. It was just nice in general. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she was just like super. Um, I forget her name. That's the sad part about the story. But if you're ever at Hay Cafe, uh, she's really, uh, you know, you know, when some people are just like, you're like, man, that brought me a lot of joy in that interaction. Yeah. Those are those are the nice ones, especially when it's surprising or it could just be a neutral interaction. Yeah. So um, anyway, that's that's the uh, that's the origin of half court and mid range. <laughs> yes. Um, but yeah, anyhow, I do think I do think it's an interesting idea to think about pick up basketball in an analytics um, with an analytics framework. Like our friend Craig was specifically talking about in the NBA statistics have shown how much better it is to shoot a lot of three pointers. And in pickup basketball, generally you play where a two pointer is worth one point and a three pointer is worth two points. And so there should even be based on how many points each shot counts for, there should be even more of an advantage of shooting three pointers However, it's unclear what respective two-point and three-point percentages um, are and how that impacts what is the optimal play in pickup basketball. All I can say is last time I played with Craig, we also played with Michael, and I hit three two-pointers in Michael's face, which is six points, which if if you're playing to 11, that's more than half your team's points if you win, which we did. You guys were playing two and... You guys were playing... Ones and twos to 11. Okay, okay. Which... You might say that would lead to a fast game, but it did not. <laughs> but yeah. it was fast once Michael left me open for the game winning too. Nice. Nice. No respect for Michael. We used to play where you couldn't win the game. I think actually this might have come up in an argument that I had in pickup basketball in New Orleans. But growing up, we played you couldn't win on a two. It, like if it was go go ahead by two, you couldn't. <laughs> it just didn't count or maybe you got it i don't even know what you would do with the score if it would just count as one but so you could hit a two but it would count as one and then you could make another basket and win but right and i think the idea is like with the win by two is maybe it's operating on this implicit idea that you need to both score and get a stop and then score again to win right rather than just like can it too. it's tied and you're just like bam over yeah which is very different than regular basketball because you know into the game clock ticking down who do you want to get it to besides joe harris jj reddick probably who do you think has more clutch game-winning threes this season probably, probably neither joe one. harris <laughs> probably joe harris that also in tva that also has a picture on your mantle definitely uh, there is a very nice picture on my mantle i want to say thank you for that i don't know did i thank you for that when we were on the call podcast um not sure i but feel like i might have but aaron, aaron but collier really... who was on michael's team when i soundly defeated michael's team by hitting some two-pointers uh did and also uh camden and ellis were playing in that game as well um ellis was on my team yeah nice nice Yes. Anyway, the three of them each drew pictures of Joe Harris. Mm-hmm. How many, um, how many commissioned pictures or paintings of Joe Harris do you think exist in the world? 
Mm, that's really tough. Yeah. I think I think more than just this one. Mm. Yeah. But it's also likely that it's somebody related to him who has the other one. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And it might not even be basketball related. Like Yeah. You know how like some people have like pictures of their kids that like an artist did at their mm-hmm. house? Yeah. Yeah. Could just be that. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. There's gotta be a lot of And does this one count as three or does this count as one? Oh, that's a good question. Because there's three pictures of him, but it's all on one piece of paper and it was like one commission. Yeah. I didn't think about about this at the time, but um, I'm thinking back to those sports collectible stores in the mall. Yeah. um, And they would have these these pictures of the, the players where there was kind of like these like, they were almost like lit up like they were heavenly. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> like coming out of the clouds. And oftentimes there would be multiple uh, faces of the same person in like different poses throughout it. And I don't know. I, I didn't think about that when I initially saw that uh, photo or the, the picture drawing. Um, but it kind of reminds me of that. I don't like it. It's like an icon, right? Ooh, I know icons. that's a little that's a little Eastern for your taste, but I just studied icons. We can definitely talk about icons. It yeah, let's like talk about icon. icons. Okay, give me the what's the deal with icons? Okay, so um, I for my listeners, I recently took a class on the ancient uh, Christian Church, and we studied a little bit about Eastern Orthodoxy and icons. And iconography is an important part of or a part of their uh, worship. Um, but yes, there are some, some notable things about icons. They are always two-dimensional. They're never three-dimensional. Um, and does that mean like in they're never sculpture, or does that mean like perspective-wise? Are they mm-hmm. also no... like? Oh, that's a good question. Like is um, there perspective in them, or is there not perspective? The ones that I'm imagining in my head, there is not a lot of perspective. Uh-huh. I don't know that. I'm guessing it doesn't bar perspective in a 2D image. Okay. Um, I think it just mainly it just, means yeah. no sculpture. Um, but um, but yeah. So and and so I think a lot of people the first thought is to think about icons in Eastern Orthodox like what um you being something like what you see in a Roman Catholic church, but they're actually fairly different. Part of that is that they're two-dimensional where uh, Roman Catholic churches will have lots of statues. Mm -hmm. And then another big part of it is that um, they only show, um, they only show people or Jesus in um, their, they're basically after death state when they are, um, in the process of being glorified by God. Mm. Um, I might be mixing my terms, but I think they call it uh, Theokos. Um, so normally you'll see that they have this kind of angelic um, like halo. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, and the, the general idea, um, and so, so on that note, they will never, you'll never see an icon depicting Jesus in his earthly ministry, say at the Sermon on the Mount or what have you. Mm-hmm. And they'll never they'll never have a saint 
um, in his earthly ministry, and they'll never have a depiction of God the Father or the Holy Spirit. Um, but um, the but the general idea is a lot of it is shaped around like in in Acts when Stephen is stoned, um, the description of him um, like looking up to the heavens and being glorified, um, like people throw stones at him. Um. Uh. Not like he's super high and looking up at the heavens. Oh no, no, yeah, no. He is um he is being stoned to death. Um and he he is looking up to heaven and it sort of describes the glorification of Stephen. Um have similarly with uh descriptions of the re- resurrection. Um and so ultimately the, the it's getting at the central idea in Eastern Orthodoxy that they the Eastern Orthodox Church sees humans' primary um, problem as an ontological problem, um, that we are created beings, um, and we are by nature very different than God. Um, Mm. He is uncreated. He is eternal. um, He is unchangeable. We are finite, created. Um, And so there is a a difference of being, um, a difference of ontology between us and God. Um, and so they see um, the icon as the saint um, or Christ, um, uh, particularly with the saint, um, as like ascending um, to heaven and transitioning from our earthly creaturely being um, to um, an, an eternal or a heavenly being, although not not becoming God for sure, but um, that that meta, uh, ontological gap being being separated um, or being reduced. Um, so yeah, that's that's a little bit about icons. Well, to yeah, I said a lot there. Um, you said the word ontological, which, believe it or not, is not the first use of the term ontological on half court and mid range. <laughs> Yeah, I feel like Seaver probably popped one in there, huh? Yeah, prob- probably. Our more astute listeners we can go back and look at the archives, which are widely available. Like and subscribe on iTunes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, I had a question. Oh, so talk about saints and Eastern Orthodoxy. What is, what's the deal with St. Nicholas? <laughs> the uh, modern-day football player? Wait, there's a guy named St. Nicholas? I thought you were talking about people call Nick Foles St. Nick- Nicholas. Oh, really? He's not even on the Saints. <laughs> yeah, he what is, is the deal with Nick Foles? He's great. The Eagles always win when they have him. He's way better than Carson Wentz. Yeah, that's what they're saying nowadays. But uh, I don't know. I um, This is one of those things that's an argument happening in Philadelphia that I, I, I probably disagree with that. Carson Wentz seems to be clearly better at football. But it also seems like Nick Foles has been winning more games recently. He also won the Super Bowl. He did win the Super Bowl. It's almost been a year, and I'm finally ready to acknowledge that the Eagles won the Super Bowl. If you were the yeah. editor, you could just repeat me saying the Eagles won the Super Bowl. <laughs> but I might even bleep that out. <laughs> yeah. Um, so you felt like you've dealt with it, Court? I have dealt with it. <laughs> that's good. That's a healthy. That's a healthy thing. We all get there. We all get there. Um, but really, Saint Nicholas—he was a guy. He was some guy in Turkey or something. I don't know. 
I actually know. don't know. Oh yeah, because like you were know. just learning about like how East, Eastern Orthodoxy treats icons and stuff. You can, you don't have to like <laughs> learn about the saints, right? Well, we did we did learn a, a lot about the like early church patriarchs that were um, fundamental in the shaping of the church, either from the east or from the west. Um, mm-hmm. But I don't think we learned about a Saint Nicholas. Gotcha. So, who else? Um, yeah, I don't know much about Saint Nicholas either. I, I just wanted either. to. Yeah, that's um, it's I the Radakovich family saint. So they have a Saint Nicholas party. That's all I know. Okay. Okay. And apparently in Serbian Serbian Orthodoxy, you have like family saints and stuff. Okay. That makes sense. Um Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if I don't think I don't think Roman Catholicism has that. I feel like there's saints that people gravitate to based on whatever their kind of ministry was. Hmm. But I don't know that they're kind of designated by family. Plus, when you get a do, you, do you, when you get a name, is that like a saint's name that you get? Like you know, yeah. I think when we, um, I think when we picked our maybe this isn't. I want to say maybe we were supposed to pick a saint name for our middle name when we got confirmed. Hmm. Um, which is a weird thing. Didn't I you, didn't you already have a middle name that was a saint name? <laughs> I did. I also felt like this. A lot of people, I think, when we got confirmed, I guess in middle school, they were excited about picking a middle name. And I was like, I don't know what name to give me. So I just kept my middle name, you know? So. There you go. There we are. Uh, speaking of Serbian Orthodoxy, the Nuggets are in first place in the yeah. West. Jokic is Serbian? Uh, I believe. Is he? Yeah, I think he is. Okay. Um, they are. Yeah, that's ex- that's an exciting development. Um, I mean, if he's if he ends up being Croatian, then we can just say, you know, we'll edit it out and say, like, speaking of Roman Catholicism, <laughs> yes, <laughs> no difference, no difference. <laughs> um, but no, I think uh, is it it's Jokic, right? Am I crazy? Did I say it wrong? You, well, I trust your pronunciation. I, I'm just, I don't know whether there could be a. It could be that for whatever reason, it's like. It is actually Jokic, but yeah. they just transliterate it differently than I would expect. But I want to say Jokic when I see that name. But mm. yeah, um, but yeah, they're playing well. They, uh, I guess, their big revelation is Monte Morris. He's been playing some point guard for them. Mm. And he's been really good, and that wasn't expected. Um, Jokic actually, his stats aren't that great. So, I don't, um, I don't know. But they have a they have a lot of offense. I guess Jamal Murray's good. Um, going back to Jokic not being that great, yeah, there's some definitely like some bad trade offers. Him trying to be thrown around in our fantasy basketball yeah. league. Yeah, we're playing. We're in a fantasy basketball league, and I haven't really been paying much attention. Um, and a friend Andrew tried to trade me Jokic in a trade that looked really good, and then I looked at the stats. I was like, nah. Try to sneak one by, but I figured it out. I did my research. Take that for data, Andrew. Yeah, Andrew. Take that. <laughs> Andrew doesn't even listen to this. Yeah, he's busy listening to really cool bands that I don't know about. True. I went and saw, uh, you know Mitski? 
I know of them. Yeah. I yes, I've certainly listened to them. She uh, uh like Andrew and Aaron made me go. I think it was to be fair to Aaron. It was probably Aaron who made us go to that show. Mm. But it, you know, both of them. I'll give them both credit. Was it good? I'll say it was Andrew because Aaron probably won't listen to this. <laughs> <laughs> it was a really good show. It was at um. Uh, the black cat in dc okay they made made me go to it and now like mitski got like number one album of the year or whatever according to probably pitchfork but cool um that's a cool venue i like the black cat it's a good it was a good show yeah um all right man we've really segued well on all these topics (laughs) that we talk about this time so inside baseball here usually we have at least like a rough outline for a script we don't really today, and so that's maybe why there's more pauses than normal, but that's okay. I don't know if we're there's really more pauses than normal. I think even <laughs> with the script, we're really good at getting some dead air in there. <laughs> but um, We want to give you time to like digest it, you know? Yeah, sometimes we'll have like a big segment, and you're like, that was a segment, and then yeah. like later when you text me, you're like, I really enjoyed the segment. To be honest, like last time, all I had to do was like put in the gladiator music after we talked about <laughs> gladiator music. And people were like, wow, like there was the actual gladiator music playing. And I'm like, yeah, download it from YouTube. Hopefully we don't get kicked off iTunes or whatever. But I think yeah. it's fair use. It was fair use because there's only like 10 seconds of it. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, yeah. Do you, think it, of... do you think it had the desired effect? Yeah. I feel like it. Um, it brought smiles to people's faces. Yeah. Yeah. Let's see. Let's take some That's listener want. some listener comments here. Okay. Uh let's see. It says it says uh <laughs> uh this is I really enjoyed the gladiator music while thinking about Joe Harris on my walk to work this morning. Brought a smile to my face. <laughs> That's from a, a listener in Charlottesville, Virginia. Uh, so yeah, we enjoy feedback. Yeah, uh, let us let us know what you think. Even if it's Olin, we still enjoy it. Even if it's Olin and his stupid velvet sports coat <laughs> prancing his way across the capture the flag line. Hey, I'm pro. I'm Team Olin here. So um, he is a dedicated, a dedicated fan. Dedicated fan. Dedicated fan. Um. One of our biggest supporters. Um, we I would like to give a shout out to all our dedicated supporters. We have a lot of them. And yeah, at least like a couple. At least I think we have more dedicated supporters than there are the two of us. Okay. You know, there's probably like three people that are you know on average like not everybody's there all the time, but like on average you're like three people definitely listen to that and yeah and you know and so it's kind of like we're above replacement level. Yeah. Yeah, and three—that's a—that's the—that's all we need. That's above the bar. Above, yeah. It's like the starfish, you know. The starfish. Yeah. You know, that, that little... starfish has five arms. No, but there's that thing as all those starfish on the beach and the. Oh, that one mattered. Yeah. Yeah, they throw that in the thing, and someone's like, "You can't do all the starfish." It's like, "Well, I can throw that one." But if we can make a kind of semi-related NBA podcast that three people listen to then we're saving no starfish we save starfish all the time how come there's not a um team that's called the starfish mm. i don't think starfish is a i don't think they're very like intimidating mm. i think they just they just seem to kind of do they control their motion at all or do they just kind of 
Yeah, they have like little like weird feet thing and they can like move around. Okay. Like under the, you know, the arms like don't they can move around, but like under the arms there's these little like tiny feet thing and there's tons and tons of them and they like put those down and they can like move around that way. Okay. But they still seem like a lot of their motion is probably passive given that they end up on the beach. Those are just the dead ones, I think. Those are the dead ones? Okay. I really have no idea what I'm talking about. Have you seen starfish on the beach? I feel like that would be a pretty good find. Yeah, I don't... Probably not. If you did see one, would you throw it back into the ocean? (laughs) Probably not. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, but they they have to be alive if that makes it... Maybe that thing doesn't make any sense. I... see. (laughs) It's probably... Not to disparage these sort of things but most of those things don't make any sense true true but they're inspirational they get the people going yeah to quote will ferrell as quoted by kanye west bob dylan that's gonna be our tweet about this podcast <laughs> bob <Just> dylan, bob <laughs> dylan. <laughs> um cool well i feel like talked about joe harris How's UVA, t- how's UVA basketball doing? Uh, we beat South Carolina last night. Um, South Carolina is Can you not... clarify who you mean by we? Oh, sorry. <laughs> I didn't mean to offend. <laughs> I'm not on UVA basketball. And thus using the pronoun we is extremely offensive. Um, the players on that team, on the UVA men's basketball team, defeated the south carolina basketball team men's basketball team south carolina women's basketball team is way better than uva women's basketball team because mm-hmm. uh, oh yeah don staley is the coach shout out to don staley uh she won the championship with south carolina she's related to deuce staley right probably not <laughs> is I she thought she was wait really is oh wait is my i might have about... just made that up i would guess no but that would be that would be a fun fact if it were true let me see <laughs> so they <laughs> you heard it here first <laughs> i i can say for sure that people have have searched this that is for sure don staley uh she won she's from philadelphia yeah okay shout out to philadelphia she went well, to dobbins tech have you ever heard of that school i have oh yeah yeah um, um, she lost in the championship game with UVA, I think, when she played for UVA basketball. Um, she they lost in overtime to Tennessee, which is really disappointing, mm-hmm. and also a classic UVA thing to do is to make it all that way and then lose. You said it, not me. Um, but then she has recently. Well, she's been the head coach for South Carolina women's basketball team for ten years now, and she won the championship in 2017 with mm. them along with her players excellent and i think i've stalled enough to where <laughs> i can see whether she is related to staley i don't think so i don't yeah think so. i think i think you're right but they do have the same last name they do. and they both do have connections to philadelphia true as we all do because it's the birthplace of our great of our nation the birthplace of our great nation. <laughs> Heard it here first. <laughs> Ray is a I did, fan. I, did, I, just, I decided to just go with nation, neutral. Okay. Birthplace of our nation. Okay. I'll let you, let the, you know, choose your own adventure. Choose your own adventure. How come there's not an acronym for choose your own adventure? 
C Y O A. Yeah, it doesn't really roll off the it's, tongue. Yeah, it's not. It doesn't have that sound. Yeah, know? it's not poetic. Yeah, but what is poetic is Tony Bennett's scheme. It is pack yeah, line so defense. Pack line. You know, we beat South Carolina. Uh, they haven't been as good at defense this year. I feel like mm. they've been, but maybe they've been a little better at offense. The game against Maryland was probably the game where they played a team that was like any good at all, and they beat them. Uh, but they allowed like seventy points, so hmm. there were a few like weird like oh we're getting dunked on right now moments. But yeah, then there was also like oh we're fine. We're just gonna give an alley oop to Jack Salt. Jack Salt scored twelve points in that game. Nice. So as long as he's dunking it, he can <laughs> score. <laughs> yeah, I think they'll be all right this year. You know, what are they ranked now? They're in the top ten. They like went down a little bit because the there's been a lot of teams that beat Gonzaga, like Gonzaga beat Duke, and then like some other teams beat Gonzaga. So those teams have like passed UVA, mm. except for I think UNC is still below us because mm. they're not as good as us. Let's be honest, mm. UNC basketball not as good as UVA basketball. You heard it here first. Uh, we'll see on uh, sometime in February. February 11th, I believe, is the UVA-UNC game. Chapel Put on my Hill. calendar right before Valentine's Day. Right before Little Valentine's warm up. Day. You know? Fraught with peril there. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we do play Duke twice, which, like, you know, Duke getting a lot of hype from ESPN. Yeah, they uh, have some good players. Zion Williamson gets yeah. a lot of talk. I don't know if we talked about him. I don't think we talked about him on last podcast. I don't think so. But I don't think he was born last time we did a podcast. <laughs> he was born in like the year two thousand or something. Yeah, yeah. That's that. That'll never get old. Looking at birth dates of uh, young professional athletes and college players, and feeling old. That's how it'll keep being. Eighty six was a long time ago, or eighty seven. Eighty seven, yeah. indeed. Um, but yeah, if you all have not, if you all are, um, not big basketball fans and you have not uh, watched highlights of Zion Williamson, I strongly recommend it. He is, um, incredibly athletic and talented and it is, he's a marvel. He's the next Julius Randle. Yeah. I don't know. (laughs) I think that's the question. He's, he doesn't, yeah, he's, it's unclear what he's the next. He's very unique. He is really athletic and also really like big. Um, not just like tall, but like wide. I don't know. His shoulders are very wide, yeah. Yeah. Um he doesn't most people his with his girth don't like move like he does, and so it's pretty remarkable to watch. Yeah, he can definitely uh he is he's quick and you wouldn't expect it being that, you know. Yes. And he's he like a really fast brick. Yes. And he jumps really high. He like, it seems like he's gonna hit his head on the rim all the time. You know, sometimes he jumps too high when he's trying to block it. I've seen that. Yeah, he just like jumps past the guy instead. I wish that was a problem for me. Oh yeah. You know, I mean, darn it, I jumped too high again. I've definitely jumped past someone blocking, trying to block someone, but it's more like I jumped an inch off the ground and just like went past them and sort of like flailed my arms at them and maybe smacked them in the face, <laughs> and they still made the basket. You know. <laughs> yeah (laughs) yeah one shining moment (laughs) one shining moment (laughs) speaking of one shining moment i heard that uh 
John Wall was rumored to be traded to the Spurs. Um, yeah, we might. <laughs> yes. Um, yes. So John Wall was uh, had some bone spur issues, and uh, our that was may have been interpreted as a as a potential trade request to the Spurs, which or a trade uh, rumor to the Spurs. Which uh, who else has been rumored to go to the Spurs? Probably all the boring players that are awful to watch. So. No one else is coming to my mind. Who else? Oh, do you know anybody else who has bone, bone spur spurs? issues? No. Have you ever had bone spurs? I had a bone spur cut out of my knee. Damn. Yeah. Sorry for cursing, listeners. Um, that sounds painful. Yeah, well, I was unconscious when they did it, and I don't remember it being terribly painful afterwards, but it is weird. Just like kind of funny bone growing out of the side of your knee. That's I guess what a bone spur is? Um, I, I think so. I feel like we have at least one doctor listening to this. So Bone Spurs feel... in Harmony. <laughs> um But I think it's I think it's generally an overuse injury around a joint and the bone kinda like grows in a funny way. I mean I know mine it looked like a like a little kind of coat hanger, a little like hook off my knee. Yikes. And that was just um, going right up in your cartilage or whatever. Yeah, it was somehow like rubbing against like my tendons in a funny way or something, so they just trimmed it out. Wow. Yeah. Would you say but, that it, it was a you overused the joint? Would that's I'd, how you would describe? I'd, yeah, I mean, I was running a lot. Joint overuse was your that's, problem. That is that is my understanding of why bones were happened to me. Gotcha. But um, I don't know. Do you still overuse joints? Probably not as much as I would. <laughs> that was a good joke. That was a good joke. That was a good joke. Sorry, you played along for a while, so it's pretty good. Uh, dear listener, we're so glad that you could be here with us yeah. tonight on this rainy night in New Orleans. Very stormy. Ray is here, which is always always a lovely thing. Yeah. Um and yeah, are we saying goodbye? Uh I feel well, like we could. I feel like yeah, we've kind of covered a lot of topics. We haven't covered yeah. a whole lot of we haven't been as in depth on like, you know, numbers and stuff as we usually have. But we might not have said we probably did we say any numbers on this podcast? Yeah, we talked about three a lot. Three is a number, uh ones ones and twos versus threes, uh, twos mm-hmm. and threes. Uh I think we maybe mentioned Joe Harris's three-point percentage maybe yeah why is deandre jordan so good at free throws that was the one other thing this is an open question to the listener yeah we haven't figured out why deandre jordan is so good at free throws yeah we might have looked at an article and that purported to tell us why and then decided it was too long to read (laughs) yeah (laughs) but whatever the reason is it's unfair that somebody would be that bad at free throws for so long and then be okay at it because that just ruins the balance in fantasy basketball and just to give some perspective, he shot, I think, coming into this season, 45% for his career. So he made less than half his free throws. <clears throat> now he's making 73%, about three quarters of his free throws. That is a pretty astronomical. It's really dramatic. Before he was like the guy they would foul just because if you fouled him, it would be less points per possession than just letting people play basketball. And now they can't do that anymore. So 
that seems like an advantage for him. But he did switch teams. Yes. Yes, he did. Um, Does that mean the the Mavericks are way better at coaching? Mm. Is Rick Carlisle? I mean, shout out to Rick Carlisle. I would believe it. Maybe Mark Cuban had some, you know, super strange technology business idea, something or other Shark Tank thing that he let DeAndre in on. If you don't shoot more than 50%, we're putting you in the shark tank. (laughs) I don't know how the shark tank works. Yeah. That seems like a stressful show. Yeah. Um, Never mind. Maybe we should go on and pitch our podcast. (laughs) Okay. What's our revenue source besides all the um, everyone who we mentioned you owe us? uh, Will Brasher is our revenue source. Yeah. How many many Ruples does he owe us? I can get it in a second. Um, and we could have his live read. His live read? Oh, his, uh, but what's I, it called? His ad copy? That... Read his ad copy? Yeah. Um, I don't know. You have it on your phone more than I do. He'll, I don't, he'll give, uh, so Will Brasher will give us 10,000 Quaja. Oh, yeah. He wrote, he wrote a thing that wasn't a thing on there. Is that, oh, that's not a thing? Yeah. Like he said this. Oh yeah, I guess it's Quacha. I don't know if the like it's just the transliteration is different in his. Okay. But it seems like that's the currency in Zambia as well. But it's quite a bit more valuable in Zambia than it is mm. in Malawi, like ten times more. So he either owes us thirteen dollars or like a hundred and thirty dollars. Yeah. Um, well yeah. That's our sponsor. So Mark Cuban, if you're listening, we have uh, one sponsor right now. Um, who is doing a medical fellowship in Africa and we think we've got big things ahead pick us sharks yeah Um, but yeah thank you all for listening I hope everybody has a nice uh, Christmas good time with their family over the holidays yeah I think I, I agree dude was the last one you did right before Thanksgiving that's what it was happy that Christmas to right. all yeah, I don't think we really talked about Thanksgiving, but it was before Thanksgiving, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, it was before, because that was, yeah, we were thankful for Jimmy Butler, all that. But yeah, thanks everyone for listening. Uh, we're going to be coming out with podcast episodes uh, bi-weekly from now on, and make sure to like and subscribe on iTunes, <laughs> and I uh, hope everyone has a lovely Christmas, a very happy Christmas, as they say in Britain, and uh, have a good night. Thank you.